For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Steelers finished the regular season with a 9-8 and record. Mike Tomlin in 16 seasons still doesn't have a losing season, but Pittsburgh falls short of the playoffs. Before I discuss my post-game reaction here on the Believe in Steelers show, today's episode brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag will take care of all your gambling needs now that the NFL is almost in the playoffs. If you want to place a bet, head over to the website, use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V. You can see that on your screen right now to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Good evening, I'm Mark Bergen discussing the Steelers' 28-14 win against the Cleveland Browns, and the Steelers take care of business 28-14. The Bills beat the Patriots, but the Jets didn't hold up their end of the bargain. They fall just short against the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins get into the playoffs, despite the fact that they played their third-string quarterback today, and the Steelers fall just short. Big picture. I don't think the Steelers have anything to be ashamed about, and Winning your final four games of the regular season for Pittsburgh is certainly encouraging heading into next season, considering you had a very young roster. And in all actuality, had the Steelers gotten into the playoffs, ain't no way you're going to beat the Buffalo Bills in the first round of the playoffs. The Bills are the two seed, meaning the Dolphins will now have to play the Bills. And I know several weeks back, the Dolphins hung with the Bills in a game that was played in Buffalo and there was snow. We'll see how that game fares in a rematch, but there's no way a Steelers team was going to beat Buffalo, a team that I personally think will go on and win the Super Bowl this season. The way that that team is playing, inspired by DeMar Hamlin as well, it's going to be a fairy tale ending for the Bills, and they were my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. I would be shocked if they lost in the first round to the Dolphins. So had the Steelers gotten in today, of course you want to be in the playoffs. And at this point, oh, well, you could get a slightly better draft pick Right now, we'll see what happens with this Sunday night game between the Lions and the Packers. But right now, as it stands, the Steelers would have the 18th overall pick in the draft. That really doesn't make much of a difference had the Steelers yet again snuck in the final week of the regular season. Because remember, a year ago, the Steelers were also the seventh seed when they beat the Ravens and then the Jags upset the Colts and the Steelers snuck in the playoffs in Ben Roethlisberger's final season as the team's quarterback. But 
here's the big picture. Here's the big thing. Kenny Pickett's the guy. And the Steelers found a young stud quarterback because you got Joe Burrow to contend with in this division. Who knows what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Lamar did not play in week 18. And then who only knows? Like Deshaun Watson has not looked good at all. And when you don't play for two years, hopefully the Browns think that he's going to be better next season, but 230 plus million dollars guaranteed you're going to need solid quarterback play. And you saw Pickett get better and better and better as the season went along. And that's encouraging. And a lot of the growing pains that maybe normally you would expect in year two, he got through in his rookie year. And this team really turned it around. When they were two and six, I thought there was no chance Mike Tomlin would avoid his first losing season. And this team finishes at nine and eight. Before the start of the season, you can go back and look at the tape. I predicted the Steelers would go 10 and seven. So I wasn't that far off. And maybe you could argue that they run, ran out of time this season because they kept getting better, but they finished this season strong. And in the grand scheme of things, even if the Steelers had gotten in, of course you want to see them in the playoffs. I don't think it would have made much of a difference given the seeding against a very strong Buffalo Bills team. And so they at least go out winners. They took care of business today. And of course they needed a little bit of help. And this is what I warned you about going into this week to where I said, I think that the Steelers will win against the Browns, but you've got two games that need to go in your favor, not just one, but two. And that's going to be a tough task. And that's exactly what happened today. That's exactly what happened today. A couple observations for the game. Um, This game could have been even a bigger blowout if not for the fact that the refs were just absolutely atrocious today. I'm going to say it. I'm usually not a guy who goes after the referees. There were three calls that were absolute ludicrous calls. First of all, the Steelers were robbed of a touchdown. Najee Harris dove across the goal line, appeared to score before his knee went down. Adam Archuleta, the commentator today with Greg Gumbel, was mentioning it over and over again. Mike Tomlin should have challenged that play. It looked like Harris scored. They try to rush to the line of scrimmage and sneak in with Kenny Pickett. He gets stuffed. Then Aaron Najee, who we all love, the best Najee's Aaron Najee, fumbles at the goal line. The Steelers don't come away with any points on that drive. Later in the game, Larry Ogunjobi playing his former team in the Browns. You could see that. Blatant face mask penalty against Deshaun Watson. This shows you I'm a neutral observer in the sense that I can call balls and strikes. That should have been a penalty on Ogunjobi and the Steelers. Referees missed it, completely missed it. That was a missed call. And then number three, the roughing the passer penalty on Cameron Hayward was ridiculous. And it's the difference of maybe the Browns don't score on that drive because they get knocked out of field goal range potentially to the Browns go on and score a touchdown on that drive and remain in the game and cut it to a one score game. How about Kenny Pickett driving the Steelers offense down the field when they absolutely need it? On the ensuing drive, we saw it last week against the Ravens. We saw it the week before against the Raiders. When it comes down to clutch time, he's already making those key decisions and leading and rallying this team when it most needs it. That's what really excites me beyond this season. And like you're looking at the draft order, right? And there's a lot going to be a lot of good young quarterbacks coming out, at least compared to the 2022 class where Pickett was the only first rounder at the quarterback position. Okay, if the Bears wanted to move on from Justin Fields and go with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever the guy is, 50-plus sacks allowed at the Bears. And speaking of the Bears, they lost today. So the Bears have the number one overall pick. 
Remember, the Dolphins got stripped of their first-round pick in a tampering issue. So you traded away Chase Claypool for the 32nd overall pick in this draft. I know it's technically the second round. It's like a de facto late first-round draft pick if you're the Steelers. Kudos to Omar Khan and company because then you see the further development of George Pickens and company. Moving forward, George Pickens needs to get at least 10 touches or targets per game. Do you see how dynamic he is as a receiver? He excites the offense, moves the ball down the field. He's a dynamic playmaker. When my co-host Dyke Taylor's telling me he's special, when I hear other players saying that they remind him of a young Randy Moss, I'm not saying George Pickens is Randy Moss, by the way. But when I've seen other people make comparisons to George Pickens, that he's a great receiver, guys that have been in and around the league for a long time, respected veteran guys, say what they say about George Pickens, that lets me know this kid's special and he needs the ball. And if it's not Matt Canada coming back next year, whoever the OC is for the Steelers in the 2023 season, 10 targets a game minimum. He's that dynamic of a player. Prove to the, to the other team that you could stop him. And then once they double him, once they take him away, then you can go to your counters. Then you can go to Deontay. Then you can open up Najee. You see what Pat Fryermuth does and so forth. Fryermuth left today's game. Hopefully he's going to be all right long-term. But the Steelers went 6-1 and one down the stretch. They didn't allow 20 points in any game. I mean, this was a team that was 3-7 and seven at Thanksgiving. 16 seasons and Tomlin's never had a losing season. You hope he's not a victim of his own success because the cupboard's bare. The Steelers team still needs a lot of help. I would personally focus to get Kenny Pickett as bodyguard up front, improve that offensive line. I think you're going to have to shore up the cornerback position because right now Minka Fitzpatrick's the only DB consistently that can hold it down. And yeah, the Steelers team played well late in the season in the back half of the season. But when I you go up against an A.J. Brown against the Eagles, when you saw what the Bills did against this team, they're at another level than this Steelers team. And that's why big picture, I'm not really that discouraged not getting into the playoffs today. Yes, it's a disappointing finish to the season. It stinks. No doubt about that. But this Steelers team going into Buffalo a week from now? Nah, you're not missing out on a whole lot. And you finish the season out on a positive note. So, and the thing too is you've got a guy in Kenny Pickett now. He's demonstrated that. He's proven that. To where you can go into year two and build upon that. And that's certainly exciting. And I said it before the start of the season, I'd expect this offense to be fireworks and magic week one. Were they better come season done at the start of the season? Yes. Is it enough to keep Matt Canada's job? I'd probably say no. We'll see what happens. That to me is like the biggest thing here in the coming days is what's the future for Matt Canada on this offense if there is one. And if you're going to bring in a new OC, one thing I'd like to see the Steelers prioritize, get George Pickens the football consistently. Deontay Johnson not scoring a touchdown this season is a failure of this offense. Not putting up points consistently is a failure of this offense. To where the red zone struggles were just evident. They were almost a problem yet again today in today's game. They were. And it almost cost this team in a game that they needed to win, keep their playoff hopes alive. And it didn't, but <laughs> when push comes to shove, do you really want Matt Canada is Kenny Pickett's offensive coordinator beyond this season. From what we've seen from the full sample size of the season, they ran the ball well late in the season. Two real bright spots to me for this team. The emergence of Jalen Warren on the offensive is the second running back spelling Najee Harris. Going into the year, this was one of the big question marks. I said, who could develop 
and have an identity to be the Robin Dinaji's Batman. And it was Jalen Warren, the undrafted rookie out of Oklahoma State this year. He play, he had a great season for the Steelers. His contributions, much needed, kept Najee fresh. That tandem next year, keep an eye on that. Alex Highsmith as well, a player I think deserves to have gotten into the Pro Bowl this year. Alex Highsmith's emergence too was special this year. Two bright spots for the Steelers. Yes, of course, TJ Watt. Of course, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Najee Harris, first Steelers back in franchise history. First two seasons, has more than 1,000 yards. That should be the standard for Najee. In a 17-game regular season, 1,000 yards should be like minimum. Minimum. And I know he had 381 touches, whatever it was, led the league a year ago. And I said, let's bring that total down because the wear and tear, you want him around long-term. And it's going to be interesting because he's got two years left on his rookie deal. Of course, the Steelers could pick up his fifth-year rookie option. But those are some of the decisions that you're going to have to make in the offseason. Are you going to bring a Cam Sutton back? The Steelers have some decisions to make, which we'll address, but it's a little bittersweet today. I'm not going to lie. And again, I don't think missing out on the playoffs, you got to go up against Buffalo next weekend. And good luck to the Dolphins who have to do that, who, by the way, coming into today's game had lost their – Last five games before just squeaking by a Jets team that started Joe Flacco today. Horse collar tackle against Jalen Waddle costs the Jets field position and their kicker made a 50 yarder. And at that point, Jets had the ball with like 20 seconds left, no timeouts. And that spelled the end of the Steelers season. Now we'll see where the Steelers end up picking in the first round. Lions Packers still going on right now as I record this. So Steelers will be somewhere in the middle in the first round. Then again, remember, they got the 32nd pick from Chicago. They're going to have three picks in like the top 45 in this upcoming draft. And that really excites me. Get Kenny Pickett and company some help. Get a stud corner too. That To me, here's what I would do. If I'm in charge, go get the best lineman available to help you up front on the offense. Someone who can pave the way. Someone who's a great pass blocker. Someone who can be a bodyguard to Kenny Pickett. You want to get a return on your investment in Kenny Pickett, get him a bodyguard for the next decade plus. And then I'd like to see them get a corner, stud corner, maybe in the second round. They've got two second round picks. That's what I would like to see. And then from there, you can go best player available. And I certainly understand that you can go best player available from there, but that's what I would do. Identify who those players are that can help you at positions of need. And I know the Steelers typically draft best player available. But it's going to be interesting to see what they could do. If the Steelers really like someone too, they could take those three picks that are going to be in the top 45, top 50, maybe trade up if there's a guy that you really, really like. If there's a talent that you really, really like that could help you. Defensive tackle too. I mean, Ogan Joby and Cam Hayward, two veteran players, but they're getting older and older. I thought DeMarvin Leal showed some flashes this season. But up front, you're going to have to figure things out too in the offseason. Another position of need. It's no knock on Cam Hayward, but he's into his 30s now. And he's not going to be around for forever. So what are you going to do up front? But that's to me what I would identify is offensive line, corner, and I'd go defensive line, at least positions of need. And again, from there, you can kind of pick and choose. And it's going to be curious. Like, I'm curious to see which players do the Steelers keep. And again, you know, my biggest question would be, What's the future of Matt Canada in this offense? Did he do enough late in the season to retain his job? My personal opinion is no, but I do think that there was improvement. And this team was better since the bye week. 
it was like it was like the tale of two seasons almost. And some people might argue, well, the Steelers just ran out of games. You could make that argument, but at one point you are what you are. But the fact that the Steelers at one point were two and six, they were three and seven at Thanksgiving, and they avoided a losing season. Six and one down the stretch didn't allow 20 points in any game during that seven game stretch. Mike Tomlin's greatness. And I hope you don't take that for granted. He's a victim of his own success. And I've said this time and time again. Some people think that ultimately the Steelers need to get rid of him. When we talk to people around the league here on the Believe in Steelers show, and they say if the Steelers were ever to part ways with Mike Tomlin, he could find a job with one of the other 31 franchises by sundown on the same day. So don't take that for granted. And it's disappointing. Yes, you haven't had the playoff success. You don't make the playoffs this season. But to at least give yourself the opportunity to be there today, considering where this team was on the front half of the season, is incredible. There's a lot of changeover. There's a new GM. There's a new defensive coordinator. You have a new rookie quarterback after finishing up Ben Roethlisberger's 18-year Hall of Fame career. So big picture, what are you building towards? And at least the Steelers appear to have a guy at the quarterback position. How many other teams would love to be able to say that as they scramble and try to put the pieces together beyond this season. And the Steelers did that in a year where, oh, there wasn't anyone at the quarterback position. I mean, look at what the Titans had to do in starting Josh Dobbs last night to where Malik Willis, their rookie draft pick, doesn't even start a game for them. And Malik Willis could go on to have a great career, but the point being was that Kenny Pickett was ready when you put him in. He struggled early. And he showed improvement and he's got moxie and he's demonstrated the ability to rally a team that frankly, from a talent standpoint, isn't very good. And if this team had gone to play Buffalo in the playoffs next week, we saw it in the regular season. We look, look at the games and look at the tape when they played Buffalo last. And when they played the Eagles, the elite teams in the NFL this season, wasn't even close. Part of that's talent. A lot of that's talent. There's only so much coaching up that you can do to go into Buffalo a week from now, I think this is a Buffalo team that's going to go on a run. I really do. I predicted it before the season. I think it's going to be a fairy tale ending considering what happened with DeMar Hamlin. Very happy that he is healthy, watching the game from the hospital. Love to see all the threes out there, the support, all of that. I think they're going to go on a run and win the Super Bowl this year. That's a team you want to go up against in the first round of the playoffs next week. Not The Steelers have nothing to be ashamed about. And you have to take care of business earlier on in the season to put yourself in a position to where you control your own destiny. Steelers didn't do that early on in the season. They dug themselves too deep a deficit early in the year. And I said this on our last show too. Everyone's going to overlook the fact that TJ Watt missed seven games this year. Take away the best player from any team for seven games. The team's going to struggle. Take away a Patrick Mahomes. Take away Josh Allen. I could go on and on of the best players on each team. You took away their best player. They'd struggle. The Dallas Cowboys without Micah Parsons. That's the, the, the significance of TJ Watt. And go look at the stats defensively, points per game, sacks, turnovers, what have you, when TJ Watt plays versus when he doesn't play. And here's another thing, too, now that I'm thinking about it. Matt Canada's future, and I wanted to see him going at the bye week. And I'm going to say say this too. This was a Steelers defense that led the league in interceptions this season for as poorly as they played defensively at times this season. Led the league in interceptions, and they're on the bottom half of scoring still. When you flip the field, you cause turnovers, you put yourself 
offensively in good positions to score. It's just food for thought. And that to me is going to be like the biggest question mark between now and say the end of the Super Bowl is what do the Steelers do at the offensive coordinator position? Because if they do bring in a guy, a new offensive coordinator, you can't miss. And this is the detriment of Mike Tomlin being a defensive coach, because if they have offensive success, a coordinator is going to get poached by another team to be a head coach. So they can't miss on the offensive coordinator for Kenny Pickett's development because you don't want to have year after year after year after year where he enters year two, year three, year four, year five, learning from a new from a new OC and learning new terminology and learning a new system. It stunts the development of a young player. Look what happened with Baker Mayfield. I could give you countless examples where, and I'm not saying Kenny Pickett's Baker Mayfield. But what I'm saying is, is it stunts a young player's development if you don't have continuity. If you don't have to where they have years and years and years of rapport together and the Steelers need to get that right. If they do in fact decide to bring in a new offensive coordinator, you got to hit a home run and you can't miss. And if you do bring in a guy who this offense gets flying, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson both get back to pro bowl levels. Well, Pickens gets there and then Deontay Johnson raises his level of play. You want to make sure he stays happy in Pittsburgh, whoever the OC may end up being beyond uh, this season. They had a stat where it was like Deontay Johnson, most catches without a touchdown this year, and he was near the top, and it just broke my heart. It's like, man, this guy was in the Pro Bowl a year ago. He still had a decent season, but not scoring. I don't get it. Steelers had like the fewest touchdown passes this year. There are so many offensive stats that I could point to to where the sum doesn't equal its parts because there's some offensive talent here with the Steelers there is and if you're a young OC you got some moxie with Kenny Pickett and company that offense should be better next year and it can't always just be on the defense a defense that's getting a little bit older and a little bit older and a little bit older Dolphins will play the Bills Ravens will play the Bengals Chargers against the Jags the Chiefs get the bye in the AFC and the commonality there Every single one of the AFC teams has a first-round draft pick at the quarterback position. NFC, totally different story. But this is why you had to get Kenny Pickett. This is why you had to get Kenny Pickett last year. And whatever the Steelers' first-round draft pick may be this upcoming season, whether it's 18, whatever it ends up being, again, we'll see what happens Sunday night, Lions-Packers. Is that blue-chip stud really going to be there when the Steelers pick this upcoming season in 2023? The answer is, as I doubt it. I doubt it, whether it's Stroud, whether it's Bryce Young, some of the other quarterbacks, I know the, the kid from Kentucky is coming out too. And it's going to be interesting. Like I always love the quarterback carousel and the off season. I love the head coaching carousel and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun here as you know, the Steelers are now no longer in the playoffs Playoff seedings are pretty much set. We'll see what happens here on Sunday Night Football, but it's been heck of a season. And if you'd have told me weeks ago that the Steelers would avoid a losing season when they were two and six, I would have called you crazy. Don't take Mike Tomlin's greatness for granted. And I would like to see him get one more. What can the Steelers do to put themselves in position where he could get one more? What are the things that you can do? That's kind of how you have to be thinking. And for me, it would be how can we get Kenny Pickett to be playing at his highest level? Well, 
up front. Let's get him some road pavers. Let's maybe get him another receiver. Like I know Calvin Austin, the third didn't play at all this year. The speedster. What do you have in him? Do you want to bring in another receiver? Pat Fryermuth. Hopefully he can prove that he can stay healthy. You, you have some weapons offensively. I like the tandem with Najee and Jalen Warren, both on rookie deals. The one thing I'd say about the line this year, not been the biggest fan of the Steelers offensive line. I think the pass blocking, shaky, run blocking was better on the back half of the season. The one thing I'll say about the line, the guys up front started all the games together, building and developing that continuity. Can you build on that next season? Can you bring in one, maybe two guys that can help shore that up? And you can build on that in 2023. I'm excited for next season. I am. And I knew there'd be some growing pains this year. No doubt about that. Especially early on. It looked grim. Steelers finished nine and eight. I I still can't believe that. And man, (laughs) who would have thought we'd be pulling for the Jets and Joe Flacco today? But they fall just short. They fall just short. And the referees today, man. I almost wish you could give Mike Tomlin and some of the players truth serum about how they really feel about that today. Not just in the Steelers Browns game, those three calls, but then that Jets, that that Jets game today too with the Dolphins. That is it a horse collar? Is it not? I'm sure you've seen the replay by now with Jalen Waddle. Ike and I are going to be back later this week talking Steelers Browns playoff picture, how the Steelers finished the season. And, you know, what's ahead, wildcard weekends ahead, and uh, what a finish to the season. It's been a great season, and I can't wait for the playoffs. Oh, man. Then the offseason where it's just like my wheels are already spinning about, okay, who do you keep? What staff members do you keep? What personnel do you need? What are your draft needs? Who's a free agent? Can you make trades? How much salary cap space do you have? My, I'm already thinking, trying to think chess moves ahead, trying to read the tea leaves, and I'm excited about that. So keep it here on the Believe in Steelers show. Give us a five-star review on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to your shows. YouTube, let us know what yins think. We'll bring in the best comments during our show. Read them out. Give our feedback, our opinions. If you have questions, if you want to weigh in on something of something you've seen from the Steelers this season. Nine and eight, Mike Tomlin, 16 years in, still doesn't have a losing season. And he's headed for the Hall of Fame for as long as he wants to do this. He'll be the Steelers head coach. How can you build on what was a roller coaster ride of a 2022 season and put yourself in a position to win the division, to be not just in playoff contention, contention to win a Super Bowl? And to do that, well, Kenny Pickett's on his rookie contract. That's what I'm looking forward to next season is how do you put yourself in position to maximize and utilize his abilities at the quarterback position and how he got better on the back half of the season. And while he's on his rookie deal, can you load up and go on a run? That's what I'm talking about for 2023 and beyond. That's what's at stake here. And that's what you have to look forward to, even though you fall short of the playoffs today. Because again, I'm just telling you right now, January the 8th, and I said it before the season, I know Buffalo is a favorite in the AFC this year. I think the Bills are going to go on a run. I think they're a team of destiny this year. I could be dead wrong, but this was a Bills team that probably should have beat the Chiefs in last year's playoffs. I think they're going to go on a run this year. My name is Mark Bergen. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch. I'll see you later this week with Ike Taylor. 
breaking everything down from week 18. I hope all of you enjoy the rest of your weekends. I'll see you next time. Take care. So long, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.